Howdy, my name's Emma. All of you know me, so I'm not going to introduce myself. Uh, <laughs> good one. Um, so my mom likes to brag about how I just graduated my first year of Bethel, or their ministry school. So I'm just going into my second year at the end of August. That's super exciting. Um, but something I really learned there, that it's not about Bethel. It's actually about Jesus. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you go to Bethel? I'm like, yeah, but, oh, my gosh, I love Jesus. And it's, it's not actually about the Bethel title. It's about the Jesus title. So um, I wanted to talk about um, something that I was struggling with the very beginning of my first year. Um, everyone knows that Bethel is super into the manifest presence of Holy Spirit, which is great, and that's awesome, but I do not understand it, and I struggle with it so much. So I'd be in class, and people would just be on the ground shaking and rolling around, and I struggled so much because I was like, Lord, I want to experience you in every single way that you have, and I don't understand this, so like, just let it happen. Just do it. And so I'd be waiting there, and I would feel absolutely nothing. And every single person in my revival group would just be having like the best time, like milk coming out of their nose, like just having so much fun. And I'm in the corner weeping because I'm like jealous. And so this went on for like three months. Like I was just, I was so upset. And what I ended up doing is he woke me up at 2 a.m., which I didn't actually wake me up. I was already awake watching Netflix. So I was watching Netflix and then he interrupted my Vampire Diaries binge watch and I, um, he told me to go and, like, look in the Bible. And I was like, Lord, I don't know where to look. So I went on Google, and I Googled Bible verses about manifestation. And there was, like, 500 that came up, and they all had nothing to do with what I was talking about. So I was like, great, I'm completely lost. So I just clicked on the first one, and it was, like, 1 Corinthians 12. And it's when Paul is talking about you know, like all the people and how they all represent a body part and how the foot can't be the foot and the hand can't get mad at the blah, 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 or whatever. And I was so, I was like frustrated. I was like, Lord, that means absolutely nothing to me. Like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to say to me. And then it like hit me like a train and people are always like, oh yeah, the word like spoke to me. And I was like, you're insane. I, the, the, it's a book. It doesn't talk. But it, like, it was like a love note from the Lord, and it said, But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires. And I read this, and I fell to my knees and wept for hours. And it was like 5 a.m., and I was done. And then I went back and watched Vampire Diaries. And I was, <laughs> I was, it was this moment that I was like, I didn't know that God could be this good. He, he, it was like he specifically wrote this verse for me. It was like, a, it was like, dear Emma, this is for you. I love you. Okay, bye. Like, it was exactly what he, what he wanted me to read. And, but the process coming up to that was such a battle, and I was getting lies and hit from the enemy. I was just, I was literally so upset. It was so bad. And so what I want to talk about today is how to kick the enemy in the face and have him die. <laughs> and please <laughs> hold this. Um, so what something that actually gave me a lot of breakthrough is I'd be in class. This is after I had my moment, and God gave me a picture of me as a little girl in a water park. Have you, have you guys ever been to, like, Waterworld? 
Uh, so at Waterworld, when you walk in, there's like a little kitty park, like a splash pad, where like all the poopy babies just like sit there and pee in the water and it's like disgusting. And then you go and you go further in and there's like the crazy slides and the deep pools and stuff. And I remember I was pulling Jesus' hand in this picture and I was like, God, like let's go to the, the splash pad. Like that looks like all my friends are there. It looks like so much fun. He's like, Emma, you know how to swim. That's gross. Like that's, that's disgusting. Like he, he was talking about how his character is so much more than the physical things and so much more than um, what, uh, what other people do has, doesn't have anything to do with me. And so he's like, I actually want to take you so much deeper. And so I'd be in class and people were manifesting and I was so frustrated. So God was like, I want you to go pray for them. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to cry and I'm going to be proud and pity myself. And then I like got up and went and prayed for people. And when I prayed for them, there was so much breakthrough that happened. Because of the wall that I decided to push through, the lie that the enemy was telling me to do, I pushed through it. And then that's when all heaven broke loose and people were encountering God just by me laying hands on them. And it was this thing of like, oh, that's what it's about. It has actually nothing to do with me. Um, so that's fun. Um, so that's a, I want to talk about the Roman soldiers, which is kind of funny because like everyone's like, the Roman soldiers killed Jesus. I'm like, yeah, but just ignore that for a second. Um, so back, what year were the Roman soldiers, mom? Back in the olden days, before mom was born, <laughs> there were the Roman soldiers and they would carry around these, <laughs> sorry, these crazy long swords. So these swords were like as long as this and they carried them around on their, on their sides and they'd walk around, but they wouldn't actually battle with these swords. They were just there to build endurance. And so they'd practice swinging these swords and they'd, they'd go around and, and they would just practice with them. But when they actually went into battle, they had these tiny little daggers. And the scholars say that the dagger only had to go in two inches to kill their enemy. And so when they practice swinging these big swords, when they go on the battle with the little ones, they could freaking cut a head off or something. Like they were so, so good. And this is a perfect example of when Jesus went into the wilderness without the Roman soldiers and the swords and killing people. So Jesus was baptized, like in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, baptized. And then a voice came and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. So his identity was spoken. Then he went into the wilderness and fasted for 40 days, which sounds awful, didn't eat. And then the enemy came against him directly against the identity that the Lord had just spoken. So he goes, oh, if you're really the son of God, then you won't be hungry. So just turn these rocks into bread and be Gucci. And, he, and then Jesus responded. He said, what did he say? Man does not live by bread and bread alone. That's what he said. <laughs> and he had these little daggers that he killed the enemy with each time. And so it happened three times, and then the enemy left, and then the angels came and took care of Jesus. And sometimes what we like to do is with our big swords, we're like, oh, well, Chris Valentin told me that four years ago I'm a powerful person. And the enemy's like, yeah, I know. That's like why I'm here. 
because you're a powerful person. Like, that's why I'm attacking you. And so the word in Ephesians 6, 12, that's when Paul is talking about the armor of God. And he talks about the sword of the spirit, which is the word. But he doesn't use logos for word. So the word logos is your physical Bible, like your logos. But he actually uses the word rema, rema, rema. And rema actually means um, words from the spirit. And so Jesus used the words from the spirit to go and to attack the enemy, and he shut up and he left him alone. So that's insane. So I think we have to learn to read our logos and to read our remas. Um, my next thing is I want to talk about recognizing the strategy of the enemy Um, do you guys know John 1010 pop quiz you don't know Okay. correct the thief comes to steal kill and destroy so I did a word study because I learned in ministry school to do that and kill doesn't actually mean kill well, it does, but kill is the Greek word for thyro, th- thyo, which means to sacrifice. Because in reality, the enemy actually has no authority over us. Because Jesus died on the cross, so therefore death is defeated. So I was like, well, if it says he came to s- steal, kill, and destroy, he can't kill me because Jesus already died, so I wouldn't have to. But it actually means to sacrifice. Because what the enemy likes to do is he will lie to you and manipulate you and convince you to sacrifice yourself to um, sabotage your own destiny. And so when we're fighting the enemy, we have to remember that we're not fighting for victory. We're actually fighting from victory. Right? And so the enemy is literally just throwing lies at you to try to convince you to believe these things that aren't true. And so if you can... If, if you find yourself believing a lie, so let's say before when I was struggling with school, I go, God, something's wrong with me. I am not good enough. Then I have to sit back and go, okay, any lie that I believe about myself is actually a lie that I'm believing about God. So I say, okay, I'm not good enough. Okay, so God, you didn't make me good enough. Oh, okay, that doesn't make any sense because God's perfect and God is sovereign and God can't make on good things. And that's when you go and you sit down and have a conversation. You're like, Jesus, I know you made me good because that's what your word says and that's my Rima word, but I don't feel like I'm good enough. And that's when you can go ahead and you can attack the enemy by, by knowing his strategy and by calling out the lies and kicking his butt. Um, a lot of times when we hear the word of God, we like to we doubt it right away, but I think we should doubt our doubts because I think our doubts are as empty as the grave that Jesus walked from. Because there's no, there's no way that, of course, it makes sense. As soon as, soon as Jesus' identity was spoken, the enemy goes, just kidding, that's not true. And Jesus attacked him, and it freaking rocked. <laughs> um, the next thing I want to talk about is actually something that my mom taught me. Um, I used to struggle with really bad anxiety. I still am working working through it, but what my mom would always tell me is whenever I'd get super anxious and I would just feel the spirit realm on me and I was just struggling, she would say, I want you to go and I start praying for your brothers 
and praying for your dad and praying for your family and, and pray for revival to break out because that's exactly what the enemy wants you not to do. Just like in David and Goliath. So remember David had a little pebble and like threw it at the giant's forehead and then he died, right? Then he took the very sword that Goliath brought to kill David and he cut the enemy's head off. And sometimes when, when all hell is breaking loose, we're going to go, okay, this is going to be my battle cry. Like, okay, I feel like crap right now. I'm going to use that to indicate me to start and to go pray for revival and pray for Holy Spirit to break out. And then he was like, no, 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 don't do that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll leave you alone now. And he gets so freaked out because he doesn't want you to do that. And it's so powerful because I remember being so anxious and I would just sit there and I go, oh, God. I pray for my mom and I pray that you bless her. And I would, I would just start praying for things and then they'd start to happen. And, and it, it made the enemy so mad. Um, and oh man, God is so good. Something that I developed over time was I was kind of learning how to hear the voice of the Lord. And I, and I wanted God to be more than just my father. And I wanted God to be more than just my savior. I wanted him to be my friend. So remember I was like sitting, sitting in my bed and I was like, God, I text my friends all the time. Why can't I text you? Like, like why don't you have a phone? If I could just text you all the time, my life would be so much easier. And he's like, do it, text me. So what I did is I went in my phone and I went into notes and I would just start typing out like, little cheesy like text to God. I'm like, hey God, LOL, be right back. Like hope your day is doing great. And then the first thing that popped in my head, I'd write down, bold it and move on. And then eventually you go back and you start to learn how to recognize the voice of the Lord and you can read it and you can go back. And there's, there's so much, like I started two years ago and I go back and read the first like text I sent to God. And it's so it, there's so, he just speaks identity and truth over me so I can always go back and find my Rima words, the words that are from the spirit. And I can go, no, 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 like enemy, God says this about me. This is the truth. And the enemy is like, well, yeah, that's true. And he leaves me alone. Um, something I want to also just like wrap up with, and then I'm going to go and like pray for you guys and do some cool stuff. But, um, what spiritual warfare actually is, is remember in the beginning when um, Lucifer was cast out of hell? The whole reason he was cast out of hell, heaven, he was cast out of heaven into hell. Uh, LOL. Um, he was cast out because he wanted the glory. He didn't want God to have the glory. So the whole point of spiritual warfare is the enemy is fighting for God's glory. And so one of the, 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 I think, the most powerful thing you can do is in every situation, give God the glory, even if it's terrible. If, even if you're, if you're feeling like crap, you're like, all right, God, like, I give you the glory. Like, I worship you with all that I have. Something um, that I did in class was, did you ever, are you ever in worship and you hear someone who's, like, singing really loud and they're really bad and you're like, shut up, like stop singing, like I'm distracted. And I was talking to God and I was like, God, this person next to me is being so distracting. They have a terrible voice. Like what are you, like why are the, like why'd you put them next to me? 
And God was like, Emma, like, what are you talking about? Like, I love their voice. And as soon as you start complaining, it doesn't do anything but let you know that you know the voice of the enemy. That's the only thing that complaining tells you is as soon as you hear a complaint, that is the voice of the devil in your head. And so I started to be like, okay, God, like, challenge me on this. Every time I'm bothered, I'm going to praise you for it. And then he did this thing where he made me bothered all the time. Where, like, every 30 minutes, I'm like, oh, Lord, I thank you that I have a car that I can drive so I can get pulled over. I thank you for that. I give you glory for police officers. Or I give you glory that this person's in my parking spot, so I have to walk all the way around my sketchy neighborhood to get inside to go to bed. And I would just start, <laughs> start praising him. And it gives you this perspective of, enemy, you can't do anything to bother me anymore. You won't lie to me. You won't, tell me, you won't make me afraid. You won't even bother me anymore because I'm going to give God all of the glory in every situation. Um, this reminds me of Joshua and the wall. Um, so Joshua's like trying to get into the promised land and God's like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I don't want you to battle anybody. I don't want you to huzzah and Fernarnia in there. I just want you to march around the wall. That's it. That's insane. How, like, could you imagine like one of our political leaders going, okay, let's just march. Let's not like, go to war. Let's just march and see what happens. That's, that's crazy. You can't take over a land by marching. It doesn't make any sense. And so they did it anyways because, you know, listen to God when he tells you to do something. And you march and they march. And then they celebrated the victory before it happened. So remember, on the sixth time they walked around, they blew their trumpets and they screamed. And as soon as it was over, the walls fell. And so sometimes we need to learn to celebrate the victories and the miracles before they happen. Because that's, it's, it's so powerful to, to go, okay, God, like, I trust you enough to celebrate now. Like, let's have a party right now. Let's have a birthday party before my daughter is born because I believe that you're going to make it happen. Um, I want to pray, and then I want to do some prophet stuff. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you so much for this day. I thank you so much for every single person in this room, God, I thank you that your heart is for them, Jesus. I thank you that you are moving so powerfully in them and through them, God, that every single person they encounter, Lord, is going to see you, see your face, Jesus. I thank you that you are taking care of every situation, God, that you are blessing every marriage, God, that you are blessing every child, Jesus. I thank you that you are restoring families, God. I thank you that you are restoring um, Things that have been taken from us, God, I thank you that you are going to bring us back tenfold, God. That every single lost soul be saved, Jesus. Amen. Um, do you have any prophetic words, Mom? Or do you want me to give them? Okay. Um, when I was in here, I... It's super funny because you guys walked in. But I, I got a picture of, of um, a couple about to get married... And I want to pray for you, if that's you. <laughs> yeah, that's you. Stand up. <laughs> 
Yeah, Father God, I just thank you so much for Donnie and Megan, Lord. I just thank you that you are moving so powerfully in them and through them, Jesus. I thank you that there is going to be ministries birthed from them, Lord. I thank you that brothers and sisters are going to be saved, Jesus. Lord, I thank you that um, you're going to bring opportunity after opportunity after opportunity of divine appointments, Jesus, that they're going to know that, that you're... That, that you love them, Jesus, God, that you are blessing them in every situation. I thank you for their finances, God. I really feel like the Lord is going to bless your finances. <laughs> I really feel like I saw, like, checks with lots of zeros, what he kept saying, checks with lots of zeros, that I see you guys getting a really beautiful house. So. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um. See what else. Do you want to play some music, Tim? You don't have to. You can sit there if you want. Okay. <laughs> it's just awkward me walking around and y'all are just staring at me. It's weird. <laughs> Is there anybody in here who's having, like, really bad back pain? Sorry. You too? You too? Like, really bad back pain? Or, okay, well, you can stand up. Yeah, you can stand up too, Megan. Um, can people around them lay your hands, actually? I just want to, I don't know. I'm just going to go after it. Why not? Let's do it. Okay, Holy Spirit, I just thank you so much for these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful people of yours, God. And I just speak right now directly to all pain. And I say, pain, go right now in Jesus' name. That you have no place to be here. I thank you that you have given us authority to, to stomp over scorpions and snakes, God. So I just speak directly to this. And I say, go right now in Jesus' name. That you have no place to be here. Fire of God, come. God, I thank you that they're going to go to hospitals, Jesus, and they're going to see people who are paralyzed get up and walk, Jesus. Thank you that they're going to see so many miracles through this, God, that they're going to cut the enemy's head off with this, Jesus. I mean, if you feel anything, it's okay if you don't. <laughs> Is there anybody in here who's never seen a miracle? Do you want to come pray? <laughs> I know, sorry, it's really bold. But I think that there's, there's authority and power in you. And it doesn't have to be someone who graduated from Bethel or, or a pastor. It can just be anybody. Um, yeah, super easy. So sometimes we'd like to make prayers like super complicated. But Jesus died on the cross and it's that simple. So you can just lay your hand on his back and then just speak directly to pain. Yeah, you can. Pain. It's inhabited his back. He's, he's uh, crushed his vertebra and squished his nerves. You have no place in Chris. Chris is a creation of God the Almighty. Chris is perfectly made. And Jesus, we ask right now that you re restore him 
today just as you made him perfectly in heaven. Thank you, Lord. And pain, you must leave. You have no place here. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah? So, like, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, let's say you were at a 10. Like where are you at now? That's awesome. 3 or 4 out of a 10. Okay, I want to do that again. Has anybody else not seen a miracle before? Or, like, not prayed for someone and they've been healed? Come on, do it. Chris, stand back up. And then I want, can you come up here and so we can pray for both of you? It's funny because this has bothered you for a super long time. And I feel like it's not going to bother you anymore. So lay hands. Okay. Uh, we take authority over the pain in Chris's body and we command it to leave in Jesus' name. Yeah, pain go right now in Jesus' name. Pain go right now in Jesus' name. You have no... You know, have no authority in his body. You have no right to be there. Yeah. We command it to go out in Jesus' name. Can you do some box jumps first? Okay. <laughs> it feels awesome. That's awesome. Praise the Lamb. Yeah, Meg, let's tell Chris. So I want you to release your healing testimony over Megan. Part of your back hurts. All right through here. All right. Lord, I want to thank you for Megan for being here and just uh, showing the trust to come up here and allow us to pray pray for her. We just lay hands on you. We say pain go away. That that the muscles are going to relax. That everything's going to come into alignment, and the blood's going to flow um, better than it has before. And you're just going to start feeling better and better. As you, as you move your neck, as you move your back. And pain, you have no place in this girl right now. So go away. We just praise Jesus. We pray Jesus, and we want to thank you so much. I just want to pray for you guys both, because I was definitely healed of back pain, and it was related to words that had been spoken over me that were not true. And so I really feel like back pain is also related to lies that have been spoken over you. So I want to break those off right now. So, yeah, Emma, you just lay your hand on him. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, I break off any bond or yoke that has been placed on these two that is not from you. Jesus, right now we align with what your word says. And your word says that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So Jesus, right now, any weight that has been placed on them by the world or by words of men, we break those off right now in the name of Jesus. The chains have to fall. The yokes have to break. So right now, if there's any nerves that are being pinched, especially in the upper back area right now, they just I command them to release right now in the name of Jesus. I command them to release right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus, I pray that the oil of the Holy Spirit would just be flowing over these two right now. We say no more back pain. Any lies of the enemy have to be silenced and the yokes have to lift. Right now, in the name of Jesus, can you guys just take a deep breath? Jesus, would you just fill their lungs with the breath of the Holy Spirit? Would they feel life in them? Any lies that have been spoken have to be silenced right now. In Jesus' name. So good, amen. <laughs> Praise the Lamb. That's awesome. 
And that was really cool. That was a cool moment. That's spiritual warfare right there. Um, I have one more word. What's your name, sweetheart? Yeah. Hi, Hannah. Are you going into high school? You're not going to high school? What grade are you going into? So are you going, are you homeschooled or public school? So you're going to go into high school next year? Okay. I really feel like God is going to use you to leave a, lead, to lead a revival in high schoolers and in kids your age because kids your age are actually have, are so powerful and can change the world. And you have so many people around you and I really feel like you're going to change the face. Are you going to Castleview? You're, yeah, you're going to change the face of Castleview. That Castleview is actually going to, people are going to walk in to the, to the, um, school walk through the doors and they're going to fall on their face in the presence of God because of what you carry and the Holy Spirit inside of you and I really feel the Lord just wants to remind you that you are such a good daughter and he's so proud of you and that no matter what anybody has ever said against you or to you is a lie from the pit of hell and he just wants to apologize on behalf of all those people and he's saying I'm so sorry baby girl I love you so much baby girl you are so, so powerful and your words are going to transform lives of people around you. Do you want to go into missions? You do want to go into missions? You're going to do, I see you um, holding an orphan baby girl and that's actually going to transform the destiny of her that she's going to go and she's going to be a doctor. She's going to find the cure to cancer. And she's going to find the cure to Alzheimer's. And she's going to, she's going to, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> she, she's actually going to, you're actually going to, change the face of medicine through your ministry and that's really powerful you're going to change the world you're going to change the world all right that's all i got for now